Hello and welcome to This Week in the IndieWeb, audio edition, for the week of July 7th through 13th, 2018. This Week in the IndieWeb is a weekly digest of activities in the IndieWeb community at IndieWeb.org. It contains recent and upcoming events, posts from Indie News, and a summary of website updates. This Week in the IndieWeb is sent out on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, with this audio edition appearing over the weekend. You can find the web edition of This Week in the IndieWeb, including all links and an archive of all past editions, at IndieWeb.org this-week. Events Homebrew Website Club is a bi-weekly meetup of people passionate about or interested in creating, improving, building, and designing their own website. Most meetings take place every other Wednesday from 6.30pm to 7.30pm, with an optional quiet writing hour from 5.30pm to 6.30pm beforehand. Homebrew Website Club met on July 11th in Nuremberg, Baltimore, and San Francisco, with virtual homebrew website clubs held online at Central European Time and U.S. Eastern Time. You can find photos and links to notes from the meetups in the newsletter. Join us in two weeks for another Homebrew Website Club on July 25th. Nuremberg, Baltimore, and San Francisco have confirmed meetups so far. And if you're in Seattle, join IndieWeb community member Doug Beal in restarting Homebrew Website Club Seattle, which is also scheduled to meet on July 25th. If you're an organizer, please remember to update the wiki with information about your venue, times, and how to RSVP. And remember, you can always find info about the next upcoming Homebrew Website Club meetups at IndieWeb.org next-hwc. Interested in starting a Homebrew Website Club in your city? It can be as simple as grabbing a friend and heading to your favorite coffee shop, bar, living room, or any other meeting place. You can find plenty of information about Homebrew Website Club, including tips for how to organize your own, at IndieWeb.org HWC. The third Indie Web Camp Nuremberg will take place on October 20th and 21st, 2018, as part of Nuremberg Web Week. Volunteers can help with organizing at IndieWeb.org slash 2018 slash Nuremberg. And save the date for Indie Web Camp Berlin, which will be held on November 3rd and 4th. You can learn more and lend a hand organizing at IndieWeb.org slash 2018 slash Berlin. All IndieWeb events follow the IndieWeb Code of Conduct, which can be found at IndieWeb.org slash COC. And all IndieWeb events are volunteer-run, so if you are interested in helping organize, getting the word out, finding sponsors, and more, let us know in the chat at chat.indieweb.org. In IndieWeb-related events, an IndieWeb hacking and intro session was held on July 8th during the TBD Hacker Camp in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. The Ontario Extend project is hosting Domain Camp, an online series of weekly sessions running from July 10th through August 14th. The four-week experience is designed to help develop skills in understanding and managing an internet domain of your own. New content is posted on Tuesdays, and you can find a link with more details in the newsletter. Next week in Portland, Oregon is O'Reilly's OzCon, or Open Source Convention. The event will be held in the Portland Convention Center with training and tutorial sessions on July 16th and 17th, followed by two days of the main conference. Podcasts In episode 11 of Eddie Hinkle's 30 and Counting podcast, Eddie discusses redesigning his homepage. 
He talks inspiration from other sites that he's explored, and some of the pros and cons of his website. In episode 336 of the Core Intuition podcast, hosts Manton and Daniel talk about migrating Manton.org to Manton's own micro.blog service. They also reflect on the nostalgia and inspiration of old web conventions like web rings and blog rolls. Here's a brief summary of posts collected this week by Indie News, a community-curated list of articles relevant to the indie web. You can read more or submit posts of your own at news.indieweb.org. Amy Hoy at stackingthebricks.com published How the Blog Broke the Web. In it, Hoy revisits the early web, with its handwritten HTML and animated GIFs, noting that the dominant metaphor for sites in those days was the table of contents. Hoy follows the slow rise of chronological updating web diaries, later renamed blogs, which suddenly took off with the advent of web publishing tools like Movable Type. These tools created attractive sites which were easy to update, but their design was biased towards a reverse chronological newsfeed. Hoy asserts that, as these tools began to dominate personal web publishing, so too did the chronological update trend take over the web leading eventually to the Facebook and Twitter feeds of today. Kix Condor at kixcondor.com published two pieces about linking to and finding people and topics on the web. In Foundations of a Tiny Directory, Kix describes a new take on human-curated link directories, allowing discovery of links based not only on topic, but also on format, such as blog or podcast, and time depth, indicating how long you could expect to spend at a given link. In Let Me Link to You, Kix began a new directory at kixcondor.com slash hrefhunt to collect personal blogs, homepages, and more. Kix wonders why, in online forums like Hacker News, it seems to have become taboo to promote one's personal page by linking to it. Scott Merrill at skippy.net published Microsub and the New Reader Revolution. In it, Merrill discusses his history with reading busy feeds, from RSS feeds to Twitter accounts of prolific users, and his frustrations with the available tool's inability to filter out original personal content by friends and family from what seem like endless retweets of other people's content. Thanks to a new feature in Aaron Parecki's microsub server Monocle, Merrill was able to filter those retweets out of the main feeds that he reads and isolate them into a separate channel, which he can read at his leisure. Chris Aldrich at bafosako.com published his Indie Web Summit 2018 recap. In it, he recounts notable discussions and projects from the two-day event, including advances in indie readers and work on indie algorithms for filtering busy feeds, Growing support for IndieAuth, which lets people sign into other sites and services using their website as their identity. Developments in ways to share what we are reading or want to read on our own sites, and much more. Chris encourages other folks who attended the summit to share their own thoughts on the event. And now, a selection of this week's updates from IndieWeb.org. New community members. Jared White joins us from jaredwhite.com. Jared is a writer, musician, open web advocate, programmer, designer, sci-fi nerd, and family man. 
If you haven't already, now is a good time to create your own user page. It's a great way to introduce yourself to the IndieWeb community and to collect the things that you are working on or want to work on for your personal website. For more details, visit IndieWeb.org wikifying. Community and Concepts Ella Dawson at elladawson.com published We Are All Public Figures Now. In it, she challenges the idea that an individual who uses social networks like Facebook or Twitter should be considered a, quote, public figure, and therefore an open target for scrutiny and comments from strangers. In particular, she examines the fate of a woman who was the unknowing object of a Twitter thread suggesting that she was forming a romantic relationship with a stranger during a plane trip. The woman, who did not know about the post about her, soon found her social media accounts, including photos of her family, vandalized with criticism and rude comments. Services and Organizations James Donahue, Principal Software Engineer at BBC News, published a post on Medium.com titled BBC News on HTTPS. In it, Donahue details the factors that drove the change, such as Chrome beginning to identify non-HTTPS sites as not secure. He also goes into detail on some of the difficulties dealing with mixed content when updating 20 years' worth of content. Through their efforts, BBC News is now available entirely over encrypted HTTPS. IndieWeb Development Nils Haukos at nilsnh.no released Seller Door, a personal authorization server implementing the IndieAuth Federated Login Protocol. The source for this JavaScript-based server is available on GitHub, and it can even be run for free on glitch.com. Aaron Parecki at aaronparecki.com published OAuth for the Open Web. In it, he discusses some of the design challenges in adapting the OAuth 2 specification into an actual implementation, and lays out some ways that IndieAuth solves some of these challenges. For example, machine-readable data at app URLs replaces client registration, and global user identity is handled by owning your own domain. If you've ever been confused by the term semantic HTML, Stephanie Nemeth at stephanie.lol published a helpful sketch note on Twitter that might help you out. You can find a link to the guide at indieweb.org posh. Other new terms on indieweb.org this week include snitch tagging, URL shortener, and is.gd. Check the newsletter for links to learn more about or add detail to these new terms. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening. This English version of This Week in the Indie Web Audio Edition was read and produced by Marty McGuire. If you have suggestions for improving this audio edition of the newsletter, please feel free to contact Marty in the Indie Web chat. This Week in the Indie Web and the Indie News Services are provided by Aaron Parecki. Music for this episode comes from Aaron Parecki's 100 Days of Music Project. Find out more at 100.aaronparecki.com. Learn more about the IndieWeb at IndieWeb.org and join the discussion via Slack, IRC, or the web at chat.indieweb.org. <laughs>